Assalamu alaikum girlies, welcome to the Safe Space Podcast, a podcast for the sisters that allows us to get together and share our stories. This is a safe haven when vulnerability is embraced, every story matters and every voice is heard. My name is Aisha, I'm your host and this is my story. If I'm being honest guys, I want our relationship to start with honesty, okay? And I'm not the most like oversharer, if anything guys, I'm an undersharer. I can talk for England, that's not a problem, talking is not a problem for me. But letting people get to know me on more than a surface level is not something that I do very often. I only really do it when I feel like safe with someone, when I feel I can trust them um, and when I'm comfortable with them. But because this whole podcast is about creating a safe space where sisters come talk about their stories and it's a place where I want people to be vulnerable, talk about who they are and what makes them the people that they are and share their beautiful stories so that other sisters can learn and other sisters can benefit from. It's only right that I start the first episode talking about myself. So I didn't want this to be the most standard introduction video, so I'm going to get my friends and family to do the introduction for me. Hi everyone, I'm Aisha's cousin and this is my attempt at trying to introduce her to you guys. I've actually met her about four or five years ago and since then we've been inseparable which is ironic because we are separated. We live, you know, our countries apart but wallahi she's genuinely one of the sweetest, kind-hearted and principled, moralized person that I know, if that makes sense. Like she genuinely never fails to give me good advice and she's always understanding. She's one of the best listeners that I know. Um, and I would genuinely say that knowing her and meeting her was one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. And inshallah that us as cousins and as friends and as sisters, we continue to grow closer. And what else can I tell you about her? Uh, she's hilarious, obviously. Um, she always has a different take on, on life and, and always introduces like new perspectives on things. She's never afraid of growth and change and again she never fails to mention the truth or tell people the truth i really do hope throughout this journey you guys get to know her and get to love her as much as i love and know her if i could describe aisha in one way i describe her as brave i think it's beautiful how willing she is to try new things not scared of failure and not scared of it not turning out the way that she wants all down to her faith in allah i think her faith in allah is so strong and her Faith and, and Tawakal is so strong that no matter what she does, she knows that it will be the correct path for her. I think it's so beautiful. It's so inspiring. And honestly, I'm just so proud of her. I just, I honestly can't wait to see where all her adventures will take her. Like, may Allah reward you. May Allah always protect you. You know, you're doing great, sweetie. Assalamu alaikum, listeners. I'm Fatima, and this is my introduction to Aisha. First of all, Aisha is so lovable and so down to earth. Like, guys, I kid you not, I've known this girl for less than five months. Yet, it feels like I've known her for five centuries because I feel like this girl is super lovable, and you honestly can't hate her. You honestly can't. You couldn't get paid enough to hate her. You couldn't gunshots to my head. I'm sorry, I can't hate Aisha. I just can't. And when you're around her, you can definitely tell that you're in the presence of somebody that's really genuine. And guys, I'm not even trying to be Shakespeare, give you guys poetic, you know, scripts about Aisha. But honestly, like, this is how I feel about her. 
and i know this is how you guys are gonna feel about her too and guys with that being said aisha is honestly just such a great person and personality to be around and that's how i know this podcast is just gonna be so amazing because with her in the picture oh you guys are gonna have a great time so i'm 22 years old i'm from london i'm the youngest of eight kids I have five brothers and two sisters, so I know you guys can only imagine how loud it was in my house growing up. Um, I'm fully Somali, and my parents originally left Somalia and moved to Holland um, in the, I would say, 80s, late 80s. They moved to Holland, and they lived there for about 15 years, and then we moved to the UK um, just after just after they had me so i think i was about a few years old when they moved here and um, so we lived in london and i lived here till i was about seven years old and like if you know london guys london is literally a melting pot like there's different ethnicities people from different walks of life different religions etc so it was weird being in that environment and then we moved to egypt and we lived there for five years so i was seven yeah i was seven years old when we moved to egypt and i'll never forget moving to egypt was like low-key a culture shock guys like we didn't have a tv i was just like excuse me where is my disney channel like where's my nickelodeon what am i gonna do every day not having that so raven i carly on my screen like i literally remember when we first moved to egypt like we were just renting out a house and we only lived in that house for like three months and every single day for fun guys for fun all we did was play cards every single day that's literally what we do we like play cards again and again and again i literally mastered how to play blackjack by the age of like eight not even eight seven and a half to be honest um but at the same time like it was fun because i had my whole entire family we were all there every single day we were exploring the new country we went to the pyramids and initially the reason why my parents wanted us to move to egypt was because they wanted us to get closer to the dean religion has always been the foundation of everything in my house so it's one thing that my parents have always you know made on a priority they've always instilled having faith into their kids and you know how important it is to have a connection with allah and to be a muslim of course so that was always the foundation of everything in my house so that was the reason why my dad wanted us to move to egypt because i think it's because my brother got expelled from school or something and he was just like yeah this is it we're making the move and yeah guys of course my parents said the classic the classic oh yeah we're just gonna stay there we're just going there for the summer mate five years later we were still there but um yeah so that had happened and i remember we, we went to we went to school in egypt so even though my dad wanted us to get like the full like experience of living in egypt and like going to quran lessons going to arabic lessons and etc which we did do we still went to madrasa on the weekends um but like we went to an international school so we had like teachers that were like from america and the uk and new zealand and etc and they were really good teachers though to be fair oh, i love them guys one thing about egypt that was weird to me was like we literally had like the maximum class i think i saw was like 15 kids it was very small classes everything was very tight-knit but the education there was amazing the education there was amazing because you proper proper got you know full attention everything from your teacher but i'll never forget like of course i went to school and i was the 
only black kid i was the only somali in my class i was the only black girl and if i'm being honest in the uk it's not something that i noticed like my skin color is not something i noticed what what made me different from other people i never really clocked onto um because like i said like it being in london you you're literally living in a melting pot guys like i saw all types of different people and in my class there was you know other somali people other muslims other black people so i didn't feel different i didn't feel out of place or anything but in egypt i stuck out like a sore thumb like not only am i black i'm wearing a hijab um and with arab culture like that kids kids don't really wear it young and etc which is understandable but for me i, I decided to put it on because i saw my mom wearing it some aunties wearing it and stuff and i loved how it looked to be honest so yeah i put it on and um yeah i just remember always sticking out like a sore thumb and that's when i started to realize hmm i think i'm a little bit different from the rest so um everyone to be honest in our school was pretty much fully egyptian me and my me and my siblings were the only ones that weren't and i think there was like a few other people um that were like sudanese and etc but they weren't in my year but other than that living in egypt was good guys like it was nice i feel like um i learned a lot there um, but I remember coming back to the UK and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to high school. Like, it's going to be, I was thinking it's going to be high school musical. I think I was going to be Gabriella. I'm like, where is my Zach, you know? Stuff for love. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, I literally thought it was going to be like the movies, guys. I thought it was going to be like iCarly. I was waiting for my pair phone. Like, I thought it was going to be giving. So I'll never forget, mind you guys, we moved outside of London. So again, the area that my dad moved us to it was like a very very caucasian it was very caucasian it was majority of white people some asians but the black people were very <laughs> um petito um petito the percentage was um petito um and the black muslims like there was there was none none that i saw anyway and there was no somalis in my school as well so i'll never forget like i'm going to high school i remember we got a uniform and everything the week before i was a bit nervous to be honest because the school was huge like in egypt the school was big but like i feel like you kind of knew everyone still and high school was, the high school to be honest was quite similar to that but because i didn't know anyone i was a bit like oh my god i'm so scared the school seems so big there's about 30 students in classes like which is like double the size class that i'm used to as well so i was like proper nervous guys i'm not even like i was i was scared your girl was scared but um so i'll never forget mind you guys again i'm hijabi year eight going into school and one thing is i used to find so weird but in the uk like when you um like in high school you have assemblies like every week or every day i can't really remember now but i think every monday we used to always start the week of assembly so i started on monday and i remember i'm going into assembly and my dad one thing about my dad he's gonna make us there hella early okay we got to school hella early that day so i was just sitting in the assembly waiting like waiting for them to start the assembly and stuff and waiting for the kids to come so i remember just sitting there wearing my hijab wearing my uniform da -da -da. i'm thinking you know i look normal like standard but all these kids come in and i'm just seeing okay they're coming 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 i'm just thinking okay i'm not really i'm not really seeing my people like <laughs> i just i keep looking i'm like i am not really seeing my people i'm waiting and waiting i'm not really seeing them like there were generally guys i think in my year there was five black people and i was one of the five 
do you know how crazy that is there was 300 students in my class my year 300 students in my year and there was five black people and i was one of the five isn't that crazy and i remember i'm sitting there in the assembly hall and i'm sitting on the chair and i'm just waiting for everyone else to get in and all i hear students start rushing in now start rushing and rushing and rushing in and all i hear is oh my god what is that oh my god what's that on her heads oh my god what is she wearing and literally guys i'm not even joking my heart fell to my ass like i was just like because even like in egypt of course it wasn't weird for people to see me wearing hijab it wasn't weird for me to be outwardly muslim because that was the norm in the country like majority of the people in egypt are muslims so it's so weird because even though i was nervous of the build-up of going to school and etc me wearing hijab and me being different and, and stuff didn't occur to me like i just i thought because you know what i'm going back to the uk i'm gonna see my people when i get there my people are nowhere in the room girl they left the chat immediately they left the chat but yeah i don't know why guys but for some reason just me wearing hijab or me being the only hijabi never crossed my mind so i think for like the first couple of months i actually barely spoke to people in that school i barely spoke to people barely made friends i literally was in and out every single day but then after that like i slowly started to become friends with people in my in my year group and people in my classes and etc but it was hard it was hard because the people then that's like the students in that school were very racist very racist like the guys they were very racist they'll make it like a thing to like try and make stay comments and stuff like that like not only was i black but i was also a muslim so like it was double whammy like i couldn't pick one difference i had to pick two like damn but um yeah i'll never forget like again i was just like oh i was different from everyone else i feel like that's where my identity crisis kind of like stem from and i feel like that's where my issues with modesty stem from because in my head i always just thought the hijab is what was causing me the issues if that makes sense of course alhamdulillah now i don't think the same but at that time being 12 years old that's how i felt and imagine being in a school guys where so there's like 300 students in my class times that by um every year there's about 300 students guys i can't do it. quick math is not my thing all right but there's like a good like what thousand three one thousand three hundred students in that class in that in that whole school and i was the only hijabi I was the only hijabi and it was like that for two years and I just remember every day I felt like it was generally in battle like I remember fighting people because people would say like racial slurs to me or people would try and be islamophobic so I felt like every day it's like I would go into school and it was like I was ready to fight guys I'm not even gonna lie to you I was ready to fight like I went into that school like what's up what's good what's good someone try me today and of course that not it's not every day that people tried me but i just remember always having my guard up and it was exhausting it was actually exhausting and now looking back at it i feel sad for 12 year old aisha like i felt so sad for her because she didn't have to do that she didn't have to go through that you know what i mean oh my god i can't believe first episode i'm tearing up <laughs> but um yeah i just remember guys it felt so draining like it felt emotionally and mentally draining um and then i'll never forget like after my so i had my my brother's like three years older than me and when he finished his gccs we left the school we left the school 
my dad took us to an islamic school and we went there for a year i hated it absolutely hated it it was like the worst school ever it wasn't islam school he took us like to this private school and it wasn't great we went there for a year then i went to another school after that where it was an islamic school it was an all-girls school and it was generally the best academic year i've ever had like i met so many great people in that school shout out to them if they're listening to this episode and i remember just like finally being in a room with other people that look like me and other people that understood me had the same values as me um yeah that's why generally guys like a kid having representation in their life or being around people or seeing like i don't know hijabis or seeing black people seeing people of their background doing well whatever it is that whatever it is that they come from doing well or seeing them in the same environments as them is important it's important because it makes you feel like you can do it too it makes you feel like you're not alone doesn't make you feel like you know you're an outsider it doesn't make you feel strange it doesn't make you feel like a weirdo um i remember so yeah so we went to that school and i'll never forget like first day i was a bit nervous but i was like to myself you know what i'm in year 11 now like it's my last year of high school after this i'm done like i can go to college six one whatever and you know if people like me in the school they like me if they don't they don't remember guys like i always had to have my guard up in my other schools so it was just like i was just tired at this point i was mentally exhausted i had enough guys i had it up to ear do you know what i mean so i just remember walking into school with a like uh it is what is attitude like if i fit in i fit in if i don't i don't like i could care less like i'm just here to do my gccs and dip so i remember going into that school and mind you guys again it was it was like a small classroom as well there was like a 15 girls in my year um well less than that i can't even remember and i remember like there was some smiley girls and some asian girls and it was oh guys i had the best time i remember going in and i met i remember seeing everyone i'm like um, okay i see my people i see my hijabis i see my sisters period and at first i thought oh my god all girls school like i've never gone to all girls school i don't know what's gonna be like blah 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 guys it was hilarious it was hilarious if i could go back now and live those memories i would like i would pay someone to rewind the time and let me go back because it was hilarious guys it was the best time ever everyday banter we were learning together we were learning things about the dean we'd be there for each other like through the stress and everything there was of course guys there was an all-girls school that was going to be drama i can't i couldn't even explain the, the amount of weird things that happened in that school but it was hilarious it was all part of the experience at the same time and i loved it i really really loved it like genuinely guys i felt at home i felt at home i felt like for the first time in a long time i could just breathe i felt like just it's okay you can feel comfortable you don't have to have your car up you can just be who you are and people understand so yeah it was a great year it was a great year and we learned a lot of things about the dean together like like i said like it was an islamic school but because we were doing our gcse's like we didn't get to do as much islamic studies there um because we had to like generally stick to the curriculum and crunch for our gcse's and our exams so yeah but at the same time we did learn there was like there's some hadith and things that i learned from that school that i actually never forget like it's embedded into my brain and it's embedded into my memory and if any of the girls are listening to this to this podcast like i don't think they understand being around them 
what it did for me and what it meant for me at that time in my life so shout out to them may Allah reward them all I mean um when I left that white school I moved back into London so I started to actually be around people that like me I started to be around I decided I went back into the mountain but basically guys I found my people I found my home I found I didn't feel like an outsider anymore basically so then I went to college college was like quick but it was also fun I had fun to be honest I liked college met some great people made some great memories after college I went into university I'll never forget like I was starting uni with my best friend I was so excited I was just like yeah we're gonna start uni we're a grown gal now like you know our, our life is really 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 gonna start um because mind you guys we're 18 like we finished college now we're thinking way we're going into uni it's gonna be the best time of our life Nella Rose told me a dream guys have you guys seen Nella Rose's like her little um uni vlogs and everything she told me a dream I thought it was gonna be exactly like that I can confirm that it was nothing nothing like Nella Rose's videos and honestly I want my 9k back <laughs> I want my 9k back immediately immediately but yeah so i went to uni i remember i was like what i'm going there my best friend like this is this is about to end the social aspect of uni i liked it was fun we had a good little kiki but i didn't actually like what i was studying guys i didn't like what i was doing um initially i picked pharmacology and then i realized what am i doing i shall do we even do i even know what this is ask me now if i even know what pharmacology means <laughs> ask me now if i even like biology guys i actually hate biology so why would i go and pick that i have no idea anyway um so i dropped out of that and immediately guys i felt so lost with my life because always i finish this i know what the next thing is i finish this i know what the next thing is but at this moment in life it's like okay i am a university dropout now what am i going to do with my life where am i going i felt so confused i felt so lost and especially being from an african household a somali household to be specific um going to university and getting a degree is important like it's so important because that's how people rate success that's how if you go to uni you get a degree you're successful you're going to get a good job etc which of course is the case for a lot of people but people can get be successful and have successful successful careers without having a degree but opening my parents up to that idea was hard it was hard um but yeah so i took a gap year and i said to myself listen Rachel, got you one year figure out what you like either do some things do some research figure is what you want to do you know we figure out what we want to do of our life in my gap year i realized what the stem of my issue was it's that i felt lost and it's not just like oh i felt lost i don't want to do my life etc no like my soul my soul my my mind everything i felt lost to the core of me and the reason why i felt lost is because i didn't have my deen i wasn't connected to allah i couldn't even describe to you guys where my man was in that point of my life genuinely it was bottom barrel i was barely doing the things that are obligated for me to do i was i was just not myself guys as i said before dean is the foundation of everything everything that i was taught it was the foundation of my life it was the foundation of 
you know what my parents taught me because at the end of the day i was always taught without your dean you're nothing and i fully wholeheartedly believe that but for some reason it's like i forgot that it's like i completely ignored that for a long time in my head i just thought oh you know i can do this and i'll be happy if i go out with my friends i'm going to be happy if i go do this do these activities go there fly out here um i'll be happy and i thought like doing all this stuff and just being on the move constantly where it was like i was just working i was seeing my friends being outside doing this blah 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 you know it was just like next thing next thing next thing next thing i thought that was going to make me happy i thought that was going to make me content but it wasn't if anything i was just digging a deeper and deeper and deeper hole for myself and i feel like also what made me feel lost at that time as well is i was going through heartbreak there was someone in my life that you know i thought was my person i thought they were my end or be all i thought we was locked in i thought you know we're about to do life together at the end of the day that person's a great person but things just didn't work out guys it just it just didn't work out we had two different ideas of what we wanted and when we wanted them and for me i just personally was not going to carry on something that was not going to benefit me and that i knew was not going to um help my mind in any type of way i had to let that person go and it's definitely easier said than done it's definitely easier said than done because in that moment i was <sighs> i was heartbroken like i was but i'm i felt like my heart shattered into a million pieces um I was disappointed like when you feel like you've met your person or you feel like yeah this is like you know this is my person you start to visualize what your life is going to be like and you start to visualize how you and that person are going to live what you guys are going to do etc you start painting this picture and you know you're filling in all the little details and then to have that stripped from you and to kind of have to let that to let that dream go it was hard it was hard because it's like i put so much time and effort into it so to let it go it was it was hard but it had to be done i felt very devastated and i felt like that definitely added to me feeling just like confused and lost at that time and i know what you guys are thinking i have the same story as every other girl where i went through heartbreak and it led me back to the dean but it did it really really did i just remember that at that time i remember like i was going through all of this because i attached my heart to someone who's not allah i attached my heart and i gave my heart to someone who's not allah so if allah's if i was if i didn't make allah the priority of my life how did i expect anything else to work out so that's when i really 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 had to look into things deep deeply and also i'll never forget at the time i was like 21 and it was my 21st birthday and here i am thinking like oh my god i'm gonna i'm gonna you know this year is gonna be great da, 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 da. this was just before like i went through heartbreaking etc but i'll never forget i had 
this weird heart-wrenching feeling or like gut feeling that I couldn't shake for some reason of course guys we all know like death is guaranteed in this life but if I'm being honest with you guys like I never used to think about death that much um I never like reminded myself of it I never like of course sometimes when me and my friends are talking about the religion or me and my friends are talking about like how short life is we talk about death but it wasn't it wasn't something where I constantly reminded myself of and it was weird to me because for some reason I just turned 21 and I could not shake this gut feeling of like oh my god Aisha death's near I was just constantly being reminded of death and being reminded that I'm not in a position where I'm ready to meet my maker I'm not in a position where I would be happy to meet Allah in the state that I am in and it was just something that was constantly on my mind replaying like I would be somewhere I would be out with my friends or I would be with my family and it was just something that I just I just couldn't stop thinking about I just couldn't shake I couldn't shake it and alhamdulillah for that reminder because that and then mixed with going through like the whole heartbreak thing made me pattern up differently like i just remember after that i was like you know what, Aisha, we need to be serious with the modesty and of course like nothing would have happened if it was not for the will of allah and allah making answering my du'as because i remember making du'a for dressing modestly all the time and to any sisters who are listening to this if you're strugg- struggling with modesty make dua about it like i was making dua about it constantly and alhamdulillah allah made hijab easier for me abaya easier for me just dressing, dressing modestly in general easier for me and i just remember like i had that feeling of if i was to die now would i be satisfied would i be satisfied and i just if you want you can let yourself indulge in this dunya and be captivated by it but is that how you really want your life to end is that how you want is that what you want your story to be and that's when i really had just had to look inwards within myself and say what is it that i'm actually doing with my life is it benefiting me is it benefiting my akhirah no so i was like let's change it then and i remember alhamdulillah ramadan came after that and it made things so much more easier guys that ramadan was definitely the ramadan that changed me I took a break from everything, I took a break from work, I took a break from talking to people, I just, I was just focusing on my deen guys, I was focusing on my deen, and I was focusing on Allah, so, that's when I really, really, really saw a change in myself, and I remember, for the first time in my life, I prayed to Hajjad, and it was on a Friday, I woke up, and I prayed to Hajjad, so, I woke up like, just before my fajr i prayed to hajjad and i remember in that dua i said to allah i said allah please make it easy for me to come back to you and make me steadfast on my deen make me steadfast on my deen and i asked allah to give me righteous friends i asked allah to give me righteous friends or allow me and my friends to come back to him and to allow our friendship to be a means where we remember Allah but after I made Hajjud and I made that dua asking for righteous friends the next day the next day I 
was following this sister circle in London called Ukhti Zamana if anyone was interested follow them I remember seeing that they were doing halqa in a masjid not too far from me so I thought to myself I'm not doing anything on this Friday I'm not working so I might as well go so they were having the halqa right after Jum'ah and the topic of discussion was sabr and I was just like subhanAllah we're talking about sabr and we're talking about like how to be patient and how Allah tested the prophets and etc we were in that circle and sisters were just pouring their hearts out and telling their stories and alhamdulillah I met some amazing sisters there I met some amazing sisters there may Allah reward them all and they opened my eyes up differently I made some good friends there um, shout out to Ukhti Zamana but um, yeah guys and they're crazy because after that I met up with one of my really good friends and I was just telling her about my experience through Ramadan and that how how good Allah has actually been to me because there's been so many times where I've, I've, I've been ungrateful and I have been not the best of it of course I know we're all sinners and etc but Allah really is the patient one he really was patient with me and he allowed me to make mistakes and allowed me to learn a lot of lessons because ultimately it was to guide me back to the deen and it was to guide me back to him and i remember i was i sent my friend this and allah mabarak she's she's just a, a great 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 person may allah reward her always and she said to me i should like let's go to these classes together and i was like to her sis sign me up so we went to these classes together and this is how this class and i just remember I remember sitting there in that class and we had this amazing amazing teacher and in that lesson like we're studying a book and she was talking about you know she was talking about um any like the things that take you away from tawheed so tawheed is the oneness of allah and i just remember sitting there and genuinely guys my heart was just so moved by everything that she said and everything that she taught us and I was just like, I need to come back, like, I need to come back for this, because this felt like I was finally feeding my soul, listening, I was listening to it, because for so long, I felt lost, and I felt like I didn't know what I was doing in my life, and subhanAllah, it's like that feeling was gone, that feeling, like, finally, finally left, and I felt like, this is where I need to be, this is what it is that I need to be doing, I need to be in a constant state of remembering Allah. So, I remember after that, she also started taking me to like her Duxi classes, and I met the most amazing sisters, guys. And then after that, I just said to myself, like, this feeling that I felt this entire Ramadan, I need to feel like this all the time. I need to preserve this feeling, and I need to. I need to be in places and around people that remind me of Allah and that always are helping to guide me to better. So after that, alhamdulillah, shortly, uh, I started taking like Islamic study classes and I started going back to madrasa. That's really, really guys what changed me and I hope that Allah allows this to be a journey for me where I can continue to keep growing as a person and I continue to just keep going on the straight path that just leads to Allah and leads in a, in a path that's remembering of him and strengthens my deen Allahumma ameen going to these classes and meeting these girlies I went to madrasa and I met the most amazing the most amazing girls that uplift me every single time I see them 
they make me like generally guys they make my heart feel happy every time that i see them and every time i meet with them because they are to me of like what i think like sisters in islam is like they are generally the definition and subhanallah not even uh, not even that long guys genuinely i made tahajjud prayer in ramadan next day i met sisters and then two weeks after that i met my the girls i go to madrasa with and Allah also paved the way for me and my best friend to start going to these classes together and start seeking knowledge together and it's like if you asked me a year ago oh Aisha what is it what's going on with your life why do you feel lost or da, 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 why do you think it's all happening I wouldn't be able to tell you but now I understand it I understand it all I understand why Allah made me go through certain things I understand why because it led to this it led to this like now i'm surrounded by amazing people that help me that remind me of allah i'm at a job now that i genuinely like and it's allowed me to progress into a career that i like as well and yeah for the first time in a long time i'm actually content if you've managed to get this far in the episode thank you for listening if there's anything that I want you guys to take away from my story, is to have patience and trust on Allah, trust in His plan, because at the end of the day, we plan, but Allah plans, and He's the best of the He's the best planner. Um, have trust in Him. Everything will work out. Wallahi, we might not understand why, but one day you will. And if it's not for dunya, it's gonna be for akhirah. I just want you guys to also remember: be kind to yourself, give yourself grace love yourself because ultimately how you love yourself is also a reflection of how you love Allah and that's definitely something that I want to get into in a later episode I just want to remind you guys that I'm not a scholar or anything this is just simply me sharing my story thank you guys for listening to the first episode of the safe space podcast see you guys in the next episode inshallah assalamualaikum girlies